there are three circles. It's alone in my bedroom, sweaty, and playing racing games. And sometimes, yeah, those three circles make a Venn diagram. Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time to talk about comic books, video games, and some other dumb shit that I just <laughs> realized I didn't change in the notes. <laughs> I knew I knew you were gonna. Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn. Comic books, video games, and semen. That's, that's like the episode where I said. Where I said, and this other thing that I'll fill in at some point. <laughs> well, all right, there's that. Uh, now, friends, there are many genres of games out there. <laughs> we're just, we're just, go, we're just leaving that in. Huh? A true right. professional. Well, so I just edited the episode where Todd did that and was like, yeah. "Take it out. I'll do a new cut." And I cut out all of the new cut and just left in the bad cut. <laughs> and so, for posterity and continuity's sake, I feel like I can't. I can't save right. myself here. Matt calls balls and strikes fair. I dig it. I, I try my best. I try to discriminate equally. Anyway, <laughs> there are many genres of games out there. You have your RPGs and your strategy games. You've got FPSs and fighters. You even have sports games and simulators. But one of the most diverse game genres has been with us since the very beginning. Way back in 1974, when Atari started to distribute the Grand Track 10 cabinet, the world was introduced to the unadulterated adrenaline that is racing games. That sounded like a book report on video games. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have been using this quarantine to work my way through the console wars, and it has influenced my writing style. Sure has. So nothing feels quite the way a good racing game does, whether you're on the couch with your buddies or alone and sweaty in your bedroom. There's nothing like oh. feeling the HD haptic feedback of the digital asphalt beneath your digital tires. The wind in your hair as you lean left and right trying to get your car to drift harder, or the pit in your stomach when you're in first place and you see a blue shell in your rearview mirror. I don't think I've ever gotten sweaty in my room playing racing games. <laughs> and I, it's, I said that sentence like I did on purpose. It would have like... been, been really easy to leave Todd out, Todd hanging out on that one, but I'm gonna follow that up and say neither have I. I have to, I have to uh, three three B that one. Hey Matt, how's your quarantine handling? How are you holding up? <laughs> I played a lot of racing games growing up and um a lot of those racing games you couldn't unlock the good cars unless you beat the campaign modes and as an only child i played a lot of racing games alone in my bedroom and i was hey, me too fat and overweight and sometimes i got sweaty so lay off me <laughs> <laughs> he's not saying that he was always sweaty while playing racing games or that he was always playing racing games yeah he was just always sweaty and sometimes playing racing games that's there are, there are three circles it's alone in my bedroom sweaty and playing racing games and, and sometimes occasionally they all overlap yeah those three circles make a venn diagram there was a golden hour right after school every day <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, but my friends, I said diverse, and I mean it. Nearly everyone has had a branded racing game. Of course, you have your Mario Karts, your Crash Team Racings, and your Gran Turismos. But you also have the wonders like Star Wars Episode One Racer, Action Girls Racing, Desert Bus, Hydro Thunder, 1080, and even Burger King's Pocket Bike Racer. Did we have Action Girls Racing? Uh, yeah, Action Girls Racing is a, a real thing. Um, but did we have it? I didn't Matt, have it. Matt <laughs> did. No. That's, that's where that overlap comes from. Um, Matt would come home, pull the blinds, put on a nice robe, sift through the, <laughs> the selection. That's why he was so sweaty in his bedroom alone. I was hoping the touch point would be Desert Bus and not Action Girls Racing. Did any of you guys nah. know about Desert Bus? No. Yeah, that's the that's the Penn and Teller yeah. game where you just drive a bus. Yeah. yeah. What? You you literally drive a bus in real time from like Arizona to California. It's it's from Las Vegas to L.A. and you literally just hold A, and I don't even think you steer. I think you just hold A for like six and a half hours, and you get there, and the game's like, congratulations, you made it to to Las Vegas. Oh and God. your reward is you then get to drive back to L.A. And that's the <laughs> whole game. Yep, that's it. That's the game. It's like playing Myst. It's that exciting. <laughs> All the excitement of Myst with none of the confusion or, or frustration. Well, there's a callback. Uh, so the execs from Big Racing Games called me and they said, Matt, we need you to find us the next great IP to slap on a racing game. And I said, sure, I guess. So here to help me with this monumental task are Kyle 1-800-CALL-ATT-HARPER, <laughs> Todd Redneck John... I can't. I can't get through my own joke. Todd RedneckJunk.com Thomas and Andrew Boudreaux's Butt Paste Henderson. Boogity, 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 boys. Let's go racing. I, that was a I'm, journey. I'm, I'm starting to think that there have never been any execs and that this is a, <laughs> a, a flimsy framework in which we hang our um, episodes on. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And that is to say, I understand the concept of today's episode, but that is the only thing I understand. Uh, the, the nicknames this week are from a listicle entitled The Top 10 Most Embarrassing NASCAR Sponsorships of All Time. Um, nice okay yeah huh. yeah it, it was a reach but um i didn't but know matt, what else to matt, go with matt reached for it <laughs> yep yeah but sure one night while i was alone and sweaty in my bedroom i took that reach uh so <laughs> first and foremost what ip do you suggest we turn into a racing game who will be racing what vehicles will they be racing in will your game be lifelike or will it have a unique art style how will we make this a game that fans of your IP will welcome to the catalog with open arms? Kyle, go ahead. All right, Matt. So you know how kids will buy any dumb piece of crap that has my Minecraft branding on it? Yes. I do hear that. Yes. That's what we're going for. Um, except it's not going to be a dumb piece of crap. It's going to be a really solid uh, racing game that you can play for hours on end, sweaty alone in your bedroom. Um, so <laughs> we are doing Minecraft racing. We are going to have the same block graphics that, you know, made Minecraft the beloved indie project it was. Um, you can race as creepers or skeletons or any of the enemies as you unlock them. Or you can just play as your customized player character, just like the main game. Because you spent all that time customizing a character, might as well get to race as them. But what is going to keep our game fresh and addictive is going to be the vehicle customization feature, which I will get to in a later question. Okay, so... 
I don't know a ton about Minecraft because I've never really played it, but I do Neither know. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. I do know that there are like Minecraft servers for everything, and I find it hard to believe that there is not already a way in Minecraft in which people race. There is 100%. I, I, don't, I can't confirm that right now, but there is 100% someone who's figured out a way to race already in Minecraft. But we're going to like cut out that sketchy Russian server that only is the only place hosting Minecraft racing and make a full AAA uh, racing title out of it. So this is going to be its own release. This isn't like DLC content for Minecraft. This is Correct. its own game. Correct. Okay, cool. Good, good uh, clarification. I needed that. Um, Todd, I'm sure what you are going to talk to us about is as kid friendly and as wholesome as Minecraft, right? It's not. Okay, <laughs> so uh, let's let's take a step back first and realize that every successful racing game came from an almost like certainly doomed concept. So, you know, think Mario Kart. You have a plumber that murders animals biggest racing game we've got at least for the nintendo avenue of things you think diddy <laughs> kong racing again a t-shirt wearing monkey flying planes you have a bandicoot wearing board shorts big seller whatever gran turismo is actually about i guess it can't speak cars cars cars, cars. yeah that seemed like a pretty <laughs> solid marketing plan um <laughs> matt we are going to take an interesting concept and make the most anticipated racing game of 2020. So, Matt, I'm going to need you to sit back and relax while Leonard Nimoy soothes you with his sultry baritone voice because you need to prepare your body for semen racers. <laughs> um, That's, I, so, I, I am you putting got, you on hold. Uh, nope, nope, you said the line, I need to prepare my body for semen racers, and that yeah. is absolutely unforgivable. Yeah, well, there's more. So, okay. You are a pervert. You're just straight up a pervert. Okay, wait. Is it, so, is it a problem at all that Leonard Nimoy is dead? <laughs> um, if that were the most concerning concept of this game I'm pitching today, then I would stop now. But it is not. From the Todd who brought you Gooigi, we bring you the Todd willing to bring you semen. So, so semen, for those uninitiated... Seaman was a 2000 uh, release on the Dreamcast that, uh, frankly, no one asked for. <laughs> it, combines, it combined all the joy of raising a Tamagotchi with the concerning physical presence of a Furby that always watches you. And then they, like, they took a human face and slapped it on this monster, like an actual human face. Specifics about this game. The vehicles that you will be piloting will be Fishman hybrids of land and sea. And, you know, Matt, they're going to be pretty realistic, too. They're going to be too realistic. Uh, like, the, the man faces on each animal will be concerningly real, but also something's missing. Like, something's not right with this man's face. Like, maybe it doesn't have eyebrows. I, I don't know, and neither do you. It's called the Uncanny Valley, Todd. And it's, is that what this is? It's a, it's a very real phenomenon where um, when you try to digitally recreate a human face, it's a nightmarish mm -hmm. abomination. Yeah, it's like, it's like the second Tron movie when they tried to make a computer Jeff Bridges. Yep. And it looked like a nightmare. And Seaman exactly. happens to also gaslight and mansplain to the same degree as the digital <laughs> Jeff Bridges, which makes this game that much worse. I, I think that that's, that's fairly accurate. Like, you look at this face and something's not right. Um, one of your questions, Matt, was, you know, how are we going to get the people to buy this, this IP? How is it going to fly off the shelves? Well, it was one of the top-selling games for 
the Dreamcast. And now, like, I get that that was 20 years ago and the Dreamcast actually didn't do that well in the long run, but that was 20 years ago and those people are still out there and now they have weird kids to introduce this nightmare to. So I'm telling you, the weirdies are out there, money in hand, ready to buy semen races. Are you suggesting that you're going to punish the next generation for, the, for their parents' <laughs> the crimes sins? of their parents? <laughs> you know, you know how when you're growing up and like your parents said, ah, I was, I used to get hit with a switch or whatever it is that parents say to kids to say, life was tough when I was young. It's going to be tough for you too. This is that, I think. For <laughs> that's, that's the next generation, sell, that's your selling point. Punish Listen, your kids with this nightmare. Anyway, Matt, prepare your body to pilot the semen. That's that's what we've got today. Todd, I have a question. Only one. I have a question. How's quarantine going for you, bud? <laughs> well, today we were told that there is no hope in sight for when we're going to return. So you know. So, so you felt the need to pitch a night nightmarish fish racing game. For the listeners, up until an hour before recording, I was convinced I was going to do Mass Effect. And then I went in a dark <laughs> hole. And I'm not sure how I got here, but this is what you got. But, but he, he came found out of semen there. Yeah, he found <laughs> semen in that dark hole. Fantastic. I, now that we've got that out of here, I will say I have no semen puns in my answers today. No, don't no say that. Don't say that because you've already used like three unintentional semen puns. Like you didn't write like a big fleshy thing released semen or anything, but you've come damn close with prepare your body for semen racers. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's ball, calling balls and strikes fair again, Matt. I, I appreciate that. Okay, Todd. So, so two things, thing one, <laughs> fucking gross thing. Yeah, two, disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thing two, am I to believe that, that I, the player of this game am, am a sentient semen, racing in this game or am i the player some sort of rider on this semen no no that's ridiculous you are the semen you are in fact you would not ride you have to vocally tell the seaman to drive so your entire game is just saying go forward (laughs) no forward you you in fact are the semen left matt right all right um forward well now that we can title this episode debate this episode 50 whatever the one where the gang says semen a bunch (laughs) andrew what ideas do you have for this terrible thing all right well matt i'm gonna bring you a series that has already delved into the genres of card-based strategy rpgs skateboarding zombie survival and action platforming as a cyborg ninja devoid of a jaw do you know what that series is, Matt? Um, you lost me at skateboarding. I don't. Is it Pokemon? <laughs> it's Metal Gear. Ah. Oh, I would have guessed Yu-Gi-Oh. Can we just? That would have been second. Can we just? Um, there's yeah. a there's a Metal Gear skateboarding game. There sure is, Matt. <laughs> yeah, like you, he gets to skateboard in yeah. something. It's it's the specifically it's the re-release, the first re-release of Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. It's Metal Gear Solid: Sons of Liberty colon Substance. Uh, where there's a big mini game where you skateboard, uh, you like it's literally just like a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater clone in the big shell, which is where the the MGS2 takes place, and you can uh, you can do sweet in 520 indie nose bones with solid stake. <laughs> I uh, that one didn't throw me as much as the card trader and one. and the I, card- I 
I need the name and the platform I can play it on, please. <laughs> yep. Uh, card-based strategy RPG. That's called. That's going to be Metal Gear Acid and Metal Gear Acid 2, the sequel. Electric uh, unfortunately, Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Unfortunately, those were both released on the, uh, this, what was the, before the PSP? The Vita? No, no, before the PSP. Oh. Or maybe that was the PSP. It was the PSP. The yeah, Vita. PSP was yeah. first. Okay, yeah. Was that the one with the little, the little mini discs? Yeah, that's yeah. the PSP. Yep. It yeah, might as so well have been PSP. the Sega CD because yep. no one owned that. I, I knew one the, the one rich kid in high school had a PSP that he'd bring to study hall and then it would get stolen every day. I bought a PSP about seven years after the PSP's heyday for, nice. for jailbreaking. You can get a copy of Metal Gear Acid or Metal Gear Acid 2 on your, uh, your old PSP. Well, there, um, there go all my plans for this quarantine. Yep. Uh, the other ones that I mentioned, Metal Gear Survive, which was the new one that came out last year, which you guys probably remember. And then Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> Revengeance? Like every, <laughs> every Metal Gear game is just an Affliction t-shirt. That's all it is. <laughs> so this is why I would like to stay right now that Metal Gear Solid is the perfect franchise spinoff into a racing title. Matt, all your favorite Metal Gear Solid characters will be there. You've got Solid Snake. You've got Otacon. You got Revolver Ocelot. Vulcan Raven. You remember? Hey, that? I do. Like, I, that's yeah. a name I know. Yep. You've got Liquid Snake. You've got Revolver Ocelot with Liquid Snake living in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got Naked Snake, Solidus Snake, Old Snake. You know all of them. Is there is there Gas Snake and Plasma Snake as well? Well, Kyle, maybe if you would keep following the franchise, you'll find out. Uh, is Electric Snake strong against Wind Snake? Is that how this works? There is a or the Venom Snake. Or I forgot flying about Venom Snake. snake. <laughs> uh, and for all the reasons that make watching Snake grinding the rails of Big Shell and a skateboard, we have to play this completely straight to maximize the silliness. Um, for for viewers or for viewers, the listeners playing at home, I r- highly recommend if you aren't familiar with the Metal Gear Solid Two Substance Snake Skateboarding uh, mini game, check that out because it is very silly. It's like a very serious Solid Snake grinding on rails across the top <laughs> of Big Shell and like blowing up drones while he does it. It's so fun. Probably with the physics like dialed back a little bit, so you yeah. can, so you don't fall nearly as often. And it's fun. And there's like an announcer for no reason, like Tony Hawk. And there's this like big, like the, like literally just like Tony Hawk, like the big points numbers and like all the tricks that you do. Like it just, it's so silly. So this is going to be basically your Metal Gear museum. We're going to have each character driving in a, v- a vehicle that aligns with their personality. So we'll have Snake like driving an army Jeep. Uh, but then things will get more and more ridiculous at the, as the game goes on. So you might see Otacon remotely opening, op- operating a big drone or a robot. Or uh, how about the fat man from MGS2 laying C4 down with his signature roller skates? <laughs> Remember him? I do. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the thing about Metal Gear is that I've never played it, but we've talked about it now in three episodes, and I recognize all the names. Well, I'm going to get you to play it one of these days. Um, by the end of the game, you're going to be racing against a fully operational Metal Gear, uh, launching a salvo of missiles that you have to weave in and out of while trying to avoid other hazards in the road. Okay. So the the idea is like Smash Brothers. This is your this is your museum to Metal Gear. You'll be able to unlock the entire Rogues Gallery of of nutso butso terrorists. You'll be able to drive through all the famous locations from the series and listening to the the awesome music from the past games. Which, like to be fair, the music is very good. I mentioned some of the other spinoff titles. So kind of keeping in the in the same like nomenclature of these goofball subtitles um 
I want to present to you the title of this game, Metal Gear Auto, colon, Max Acceleration. Oh, <laughs> oh that's actually good. very good. I really, yeah, I like Thank that you. a lot. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, you talked about uh, the museum of the game, and that is a perfect segue to my next question, because racing games aren't racing games without a place to race. Tell me about some of the tracks we'll be traveling to. Describe the environment to me, how we will know where we are. Will the tracks be places from your IP or will be will they be something completely new? And most importantly, I need you to tell me about all those juicy shortcuts and interactables so we know what we can tease in the YouTube playthroughs. Kyle, go for it. All right, Matt. Well, um, I'm going to break your format a little bit. Um, so the game, while Minecraft Racing will start you out with some stock uh, Minecraft locations, you'll, you know, there will be a river track, a woods track, a track through the mines, a track through the lava mines, etc. Um, the real selling point of Minecraft Racing is going to be the player-created tracks. Um, so similar to Super Mario Maker, players will be able to create tracks uh, based on crafting properties of Minecraft materials. Um, and provided it's drivable, they will be able to share it online for other racers to um, you know, set time records on, etc., etc. The bummer is you have to drive into trees 1,000 times to get the wood to place <laughs> the tracks. That is, that is um, an unfortunate bummer of, create, of a Minecraft racing game. No, the, you'll, you'll have unlimited resources to make the um, tracks, at least. It'll be the up, car upgrades where you have to drive into trees a million times to get the appropriate <laughs> materials, but we'll cover that in question three. So, like I said, you'll be able to build whatever you want. You can um, go down, you know, Set lava hazards, go down through mines, shortcuts, shortcuts only accessible by boost or certain item usage. The possibilities are only limited by players' imaginations, Matt. Okay, Kyle, so you got me with the Super Mario Maker style. I'm very into that. Uh, I like that a lot. But my question <laughs> to you is, is that not basically what you can do in Minecraft already? Are you not just selling me Minecraft but backwards like in Minecraft you can do whatever and also make a racing game and you are selling me a racing game in which you can also do like whatever um the the key difference Matt is that like we will have the the UI and the the different presets all laid out for you in Minecraft racing so you don't have to have a minor in computer science to set up your race to build your racing tracks like you would if you wanted to do this <laughs> in normal Minecraft so this is like, it's like Minecraft racing with the side of Minecraft Weenie Hut okay, Jr. Do you know how like how Dota and Dota 2 are just like games they made out of mods based on Warcraft 3? It's like that. Like, that, <laughs> do any of those words mean anything to you, Matt? I, Kyle, you might as well be talking in German. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> Matt, I love the, the Matt isn't a real gamer meta. Um, Real quick, though. Kyle, now the whole purpose of a Minecraft game is to be able to recreate Pokemon Blue. So, <laughs> how will you be able to recreate Pokemon Blue in Minecraft? Racing? Well, for that, you will need the minor in com in computer science, and it'll be you can do it the same way you recreated normal Minecraft, just Perfect. with racing track pieces okay. as your medium <laughs> through which you were. I don't know. I have never played Minecraft. That just missed 
me. Uh, my nephews do, so they'll play this game with you. But it seems like the things you do are either build, uh, dig a hole to the center of the world, or find any other way to not actually play <laughs> Minecraft and instead replicate another game inside of Minecraft. So you're doing one of the three main purposes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't... Is there a question in there, Tom? Yeah. I'd rather... Well, I'm just saying I'd rather do option two and dig to the center of the world. Well, then you can, <laughs> then you can buy Minecraft and do it in Minecraft. This is a racing game, Todd. Is it? You can, you can build a track that simulates <laughs> digging to the center of the world if you want. That's your prerogative. Or I can dig to the center of the world and put a track on it. That's true. Not, not to defend Kyle, because I know this is the, the antithesis of the show, but <laughs> I feel like, Kyle, to your credit, you did say kids will buy anything with mine slap Minecraft slapped on the cover. I did. That was my opening argument, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I got to give it to you, Kyle. Like, back in the... In the dawn of time, in the pre-internet era, one of my favorite floppy disk games was the Hot Wheels track creator that you could build Hot Wheels tracks and drive around on them. Not as a car, just as a POV camera. Now imagine that with the steroid boost that is Minecraft, which is essentially a programming language all on its own. All right. Okay, I'm there. I, I'm there. You got me. Todd, can... Okay, I would rather just skip you. But <laughs> I, I've you already say something gross. You started to invite sentence. me to answer the question, and then you stopped yourself in real time to pause, and it was great. Well, because the sentence I was going to say was, uh -huh. okay, Kyle, you got me there. Todd, can you also get me there? And then yeah, I decided that that was the yeah. wrong thing uh -huh. to say. Yeah, no, this is. I think this is actually, as far as my answers go today, this one's fairly normal. So the courses that you will play um, as your semen of choice, they will reflect the life cycle of your semen. So that means some stages we're going to have you navigating small biomes as a small tadpole-like manfish, you know, and then later you're swimming upstream as your horrific, as your horrific bass with a face. G that those are called gilmen, which is necessary that they did that. Um, <laughs> eventually, you'll for you will work your way up to a frogman where you can traverse land and sea in the ultimate 4D race experience. How which, is it 4D, Todd? What's the uh, fourth D, Todd? The fourth dimension is fear. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, okay, in Seaman Racers, uh, okay, so you had asked about shortcuts. There are definitely shortcuts across levels, but every time you take a shortcut, you are forced into a cinematic that is no less than five seconds, and it's going to focus exclusively on the very human face of the semen. So if you manage to cut through the decorative castle in the fish tank, you got to deal with the semen face. Uh, you found... <laughs> oh, what was that? You found the secret path of slick rocks in the river level? Close up of the semen face, but it's showing pure euphoria. Also, Matt, you had asked about interactables. You know what? Unfortunately. Fine. Yeah, uh-huh. You can you can get your interactables, but you're only getting them by verbally interacting with your semen. I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier, though Andrew alluded to it. You sure did. You were able to you were able to talk to your semen, much like Hey You Pikachu, which was around this time. <laughs> and so if you want interactables, if you wanna, you know, trigger that rock slide, fine. But you have to teach your semen a curse. And it's gotta be one of the good ones. So so you gotta you gotta learn to talk to your semen. With its man so, face. So you you are telling me in a in a like four player 
semen racing race. Yeah, that was a good sentence. Keep going. The, That's the box art. One, all the screens are going to be continually flipping back and forth between like third person behind the race car to right in front of your racer's face <laughs> as you take shortcuts. And oh, all and four abrupt. of these. It's abrupt. And, and all four players are going to be yelling commands to their racer through headsets? No, no. well, no. So the headset part, sure. I mean, there could be a microphone built into the controller like the original Dreamcast, but you're not yelling, Kyle. You don't yell at your semen. If you yell at your <laughs> semen, its temperament will get bad and it'll yell back. So what? <laughs> how am I talking to my semen then, Todd? Well, it's <laughs> the age-old question. Encouraging if you want it to win, I guess. All right, I'm done with this. I'm done with this for a couple of reasons, <laughs> mostly because four-player semen racing race was what everyone told me to be scared of when I decided to pledge a fraternity. <laughs> um, and I have no interest in talking about it further. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, tell me about your Metal Gear Solid race. Wait, can I ask Todd one more question before? Oh, I yeah, you can. Yeah, fine. Um, Todd, will there be a track called Sticky Biscuit? We can move on to Andrew now. <laughs> Leave that unanswered. It's for the best. That's a DLC track. Um, all right. So, Matt, you mentioned earlier playing racing games as a, as a, as a very lonely single child. I, I also uh, had that experience. So I played a lot of Diddy Kong Racing because Diddy Kong Racing had a kick-ass story. Um, like story mode. Which... You would play a racing game for the story, Andrew. Yeah, well, you know. It's pretty on brand. I played a lot of Final Fantasy 2. I feel like that is on brand, yeah. I'm not going to apologize for being me. Um, so I built, I kind of built the framework for MGA Maxceleration to follow along that, like, that Crash Team Racing, Diddy Kong Racing style of, like, you're going to go through a series of gates and you're going to start unlocking everything and we need some sort of weird reason why all of these people are in one location. So we're going to start Metal Gear Auto Maxceleration in the present timeline, which is somewhere like shortly after Metal Gear Solid 2. We'll have it start with Solid Snake, some contrivance reason. He's infiltrating the remains of the Big Shell explosion. Um, so the game has us, we're driving down the highway in some like whatever military grade vehicle. We hear uh, Raiden and Otacon over comms and they're just chatting away, giving us all the exposition. And then Snake gets attacked by an unknown force and so begins our tutorial. So the gameplay will be similar to your traditional kart racer. Drive three laps, collect, collect the weapons or items to gain advantage. Our very realistic kart racer will start with Otacon telling Snake that he's deployed drones to leave mines and grenades to, quote, defend himself with, and all he has to do is drive over the big icons to collect them. And this is where what I love, the, 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 Venda, or the, uh, the, transi the transition between, like, silliness and complete seriousness in Metal Gear Solid, because I can see, like, you, know, you guys haven't played the games, but this is a situation where Snake, Snake would be like, big icons? How would that work, Otacon? I hate and it, because that's exactly... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it'd be like Otacon just saying, don't worry, Snake, just press A. <laughs> and Snake would be like, okay. And then he just does it, and he just like totally <laughs> accepts it. And that's what I love about Snake as a protagonist, because he just accepts everything. So he drives over, and like, Otacon, I grabbed the big grenade. And they're like, great, Snake, just throw it. And he throws it, and then he blows up the bad guys, and the bad guys explode in, like, a temporal vortex. 
and that becomes our plot contrivance for why <laughs> in <laughs> later in the game we're going to visit all three timelines of Metal Gear Solid because there are three timelines. No one wants that. So, Andrew wants that. <laughs> <laughs> There's about 50 people that want this game. Yep. <laughs> so, and 45 of them are me. <laughs> we, we find out, like, the story is, like, they have to race the bad guys to beat them because, of course, they do. Um, we'll do a couple boss races. We'll do, like, we'll get Revolver Ocelot in there early on. We'll get Liquid Snake in there, you know, because they're fun. So we're going to start with, like, start this very straight, like, doing Big Shell and Shadow Moses from Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. But But those games, like... If you know those games, they take place exclusively in those locations, so it's pretty boring to have two locations for your racing game. So we have all this other content in the past through MGS 3 and 5 with the big boss storyline, and then we've got the old Snake storyline from Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, which is in the future. So we need to meld all these different timelines together. So that's your very hand-wavy rationale. We've got um, these guys that are... These guys like are the result of inter interdimensional fluxes and snake gets pulled into one of the inter interdimensional flux fluxes 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 Fluxies. and uh Fluxi. and that and that's like that's how we have solid snake racing in locations like 60s era Silionarsk, Silionarsk from uh, the russian the russian wilderness from mgs3 uh, 70s era Costa Rica from Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, and even the ruined future cities from Metal Gear Solid 4. So he's going to pop in all these locations. He's going to see different people from these different timelines, and uh, he's going to race against all the big bads from those different games. And it's going to culminate in one epic showdown, which we will get to shortly. Wow. Um, yeah. Wild. I... Have, I did not okay let me let me just lay it on the table I didn't come to a conversation about make an IP into a racing game expecting to talk about timelines um but here we are and I need to credit you for that Matt clearly you aren't familiar with the deep deep story in Diddy Kong racing that inspired <laughs> us <laughs> oh my god okay um wow well We've gone pretty far away from the basic car on a track. Um, that was the sentence that I wrote to start this question three days ago, and here it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the future. Racing games in 2020 need items and upgrades to take them from monotonous to ridiculous. How are we ramping your new game up to the extreme? What wild and crazy things are we adding to your game to make sure the right person never wins and the person who is in first the whole time comes in dead last? All right, Matt. So as I as I alluded to in question one, Minecraft Racing is going to have a car upgrading system that can only be described as punishingly elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Players will be able to collect uh, crafting materials through racing, similar to how you collect coins in Mario Kart to buy your upgrades. However, the customization is going to be more than just simple, like, oh, you unlocked a new car that has these stats. Um, you will you will combine the um, base in building blocks um, of the game to create very specific customizations for your car. You will have things like diamond tires, which grip better or something than other tires. You'll have you'll have wood tires, which you can't drive through lava, but do well in water tracks or something. Um, I haven't thought this all the way through because I <laughs> <laughs> I don't play Minecraft, but. Um, and with that, you will also be able to craft and build 
your um your weapons and power-ups that you have access to throughout the game things like throwing your pickaxe or sword at other players to slow them down uh lava lava traps etc um it's going to be a very as i said punishingly elaborate crafting system <laughs> to upgrade your car elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> all right um cool i feel elaborately punished todd todd what do you have i'm glad you asked matt I'm not. So, Seaman Racers obviously features a robust campaign, as you probably expected. So, through the campaign, you experience an evolution system that lets you customize your Seaman. So, think. <laughs> Do I need to say it again? It's no, <laughs> okay. no, don't. So, so think um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, or when you raise Chow's in. Sonic Adventure 2 battle. Like, you go through the campaign, you upgrade your character, it gets better. So, following the campaign, you can also then import your absolutely broken character for versus mode against your friends. So, the point, as it always is in a racing game with a campaign mode, is that whoever owns the game will most certainly win every time. <laughs> while their friends get the busted semen and the busted controller, probably. So that is how we make sure this game has true balance because you, Matt, the owner of Seaman Racing, you put so much time into your customizable Seaman that you should always win. I know you want to know about further details that we're doing to customize this game. I so, don't. So I think it's important to realize that we now have technology <laughs> that we did not have access to two decades ago. So you can now scan your own face to customize your semen like mm -mm. the most recent wwe <laughs> games have started letting you do no nope. so, nope. so it's, it's it's important to know it is your face but also something is still wrong with it because <laughs> you know something's just like not not maybe it's because there's no ears but like there are ears it just doesn't look right again since this is an audio receptive game the last bit of customization that we've offered is that you can record your own catchphrases that your semen racer will say when it passes other players so think like instead of hearing i'm daisy when you get passed you can now hear your friend's voice say each moment of existence is pain <laughs> or or you can hear other famous catchphrases like how can i scream like a man when i am only a fish so <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, Matt, I think we've got a pretty good thing here. I mean, does um, Andrew even need to answer? Probably not. That got so weirdly self-aware there at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> a level know. of ethos that I was not expecting today. I, You know, I watched a video earlier today of this game where a seaman asked the player if they like using a laptop or a personal computer. So I'm not really sure who's <laughs> tapping on whose glass anymore. <laughs> Oh my god okay i'm done that was too weird in black mirror andrew go ahead oh shit i thought i'd be the weird one today um fuck uh so yeah so metal gear uh, metal gear auto um it starts i mentioned before it starts out playing pretty straight you just start with like mines and grenades that you're just chucking at the bad guys um but then we start the upgrade economy which will be of course uh led by otacon so otacon's your upgrade boy uh, you can get, you can just pay him in credits or whatever, you know, bullshit <laughs> currency you, you collect token in the currency game. that you get. Yeah, who cares? Who fucking cares? 
Um, so, like I said, I'll start with like pretty conventional stuff. So, just like the normal games, like you go from like having a pistol, maybe a submachine gun, to then like, oh, I have six different camouflage cardboard boxes and a remote control rocket launcher that my dog can shoot. Like it just it goes it escalates very very fast. You uh, went from games. pistols and submachine guns to camouflage boxes and a rocket launcher your dog can shoot. Well, so did Metal Gear Solid. Okay, that's that's the thing. I was gonna try and correct Andrew, but also Spirit Ravens. <laughs> also Valid. Spirit Ravens. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Continue. So to kind of go along that cadence, right? You're gonna get upgrades from Otacon, and it'll start from like, okay, maybe adding turrets to your to your vehicles, or like rockets to your vehicles, or um, adding like en- additional engines to give yourself more boosting speed or, or stuff like that. But then, it get, but then that dimensional flux happens, and that's where shit gets weird. Because now we're introducing nanomachines, and nanomachines <laughs> are the serious way of explaining that anything is anything, and fuck you for asking. <laughs> now we'll, we'll upgrade cars with the different camouflages from Metal Gear Solid 3, or the complete or the invisibility fields that you can get in the Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2, where you're just completely invisible, like the stealth suit. We'll bring in drones. You could call down drone strikes to extract other uh, other player characters like you can in uh, Peace Walker and Metal Gear Solid Five. There's literally like a balloon that just yanks people and pulls them up into the ether. And they go, ah! <laughs> These are good games, you guys. What else do we have? Uh, so so then so you've got all these we'll bring in different all these different items from from the series and there's there's all kinds of fun little tools to play with but most importantly to bring back the real the museum aesthetic we're going to bring in all the different drivers so you'll be able to unlock all the different bosses all the all the all your favorite bosses from the the metal gear solid fr- uh, franchise and everyone's going to have their own signature car so you know i said before snake would drive like a jeep or something boring but maybe snake's <laughs> signature car is like a giant cardboard box with a naked lady on it <laughs> so that, can, that can just avoid damage or uh, or now let's or we go to the villains. You've got the pain can send hordes of bees to attack other drivers. Uh, Sniper Wolf maybe will drive a team of sled dogs and can target <laughs> the person in first place like the blue shell. How about Colonel Volgan can shoot lightning from his fingertips? Or he probably or the alternate costume where he appears on a horse while the child version of Psycho Manus floats above him, displaying the projection that he and the horse are on fire. That is a thing from Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> Whoa! And then he and Child Psychomantis can race against the adult version of Psychomantis, who reads you, the player's hard drive, and pulls out your tax statements because it's 2020 and we can do that now. Is the Metal Gear series a the product of a Vietnam veteran's like acid <laughs> flashbacks, Andrew? It's, it's it's PTSD the game. So we so we're gonna progress. So if you ever played Hyrule Warriors, it kind of follows the same cadence where you progress through the different timelines and you fight the big bad from the particular timeline or that particular game. But the whole game culminates in like the the reveal that Revolver Ocelot's plan was to gather the different iterations of Metal Gear from across all of the timelines. So we've got the final race has Snake pitted in a, in a in a huge battle against each of the different Metal Gears being driven by each of the different Ocelots. So you've got original Revolver Ocelot. You've got Ocelot with Liquid Snake Arm. You've got Teenage Ocelot. You've got Cowboy Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid Five, and you've got Old Man with the Old Man Fu, uh, uh, Fu Manchu beard. Fu Manchu, thank you, Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid Four. And each one of them are going to be driving a Metal Gear like the Council of Xehanort. You are you sponsored by a Xehanort themed <laughs> Etsy shop? Because you have to tell us. 
my god. All right. Um I I don't know what I what to think of this anymore. I don't Matt, Matt regrets asking this question from the beginning. And and it's weird cuz like sometimes we go into podcasts and it's like, man, I'm going to regret asking this prompt by the end of this podcast and turn an IP into a racing game. I didn't expect. I thought this would be like Fun and normal. I don't know. You thought we were just going to talk about Ghost Rider all day? I mean, I would, wouldn't be sad if you did. But Ghost Rider's <laughs> there. You can unlock him. He's DLC. Fuck off. I don't care. Perfect. Best game. Wait, can I also put Ghost Rider in my game? <laughs> nope. Doesn't help. Um, so listen, I do have a super secret bonus question. Uh, or I should say that I did have a super secret bonus question, but you all answered my super secret bonus question as question three. So I'm, I'm going to ask what I was really asking in question three as the super secret bonus question. And that is this. All good racing games, and by all good racing games, I mean the Mario Kart series, have this mechanic <laughs> where if you are in last place and you hit an item box, they give you one last chance to get yourself back on the podium before the race is over. And I need to know from your game, your weird monstrosity of a game that you have gifted me today, what is the blue shell? What is the item that the person in last place gets that gives them a chance to earn their way back into the top spot before the race is over? I will take your answers right after this. Hello and welcome back to Debate This. I'm sorry that your 60-second reprieve from this garbage is over, uh, but we're back now and we're going to bring it to you again. <laughs> so the bonus question that I left you with before the break was what is your game's blue shell? What does the person in last place get that gives them one last chance to make it in the race? Kyle, what do you got? All right, Matt. So our equalizing item, our, our comeback mechanic, if you will, is going to be... Um, come from a very popular uh, Minecraft uh, mechanic thing you can build, whatever you call the things in Minecraft. <laughs> says says Kyle, who definitely knows things about who's, Minecraft. Who's 100% played a Minecraft. A doohickey. Um, so players in last place, when, when they get their, their item, um, have, the op have the possibility, the chance to get uh, the nether portal item. They will throw a portal in front of them, similar to how you throw a banana peel in front of you in Mario Kart on occasion. And when you drive through the portal, it will open a new portal up right behind first place, putting you in second place of the race. That it is an item you can only get when you are in last place of the race. You can't get it in any other position on the track. And it just, like I said, if you, you throw it and drive through it right, you're in second place now. That's that's our comeback mechanic. If you're just getting dumped on the whole game, congratulations, you get a shot at first again from second place. Okay. All right. I mean that like it's funny cuz I I get that that is a comeback mechanic and that answers the question, but I think it is also funny that that royally dicks over the person who is in second place and not the person in first place. Everyone else in the race is going to hate you for it. 
An important factor. And you don't get you don't like get first place, so you can't just like camp on it and throw it at the last second and like cross the finish line without a chance for first place to come back. But um, it is a very cheap comeback mechanic for sure. Similar to the blue shell and lightning bolt. All right, sounds good. Uh, Todd, Todd, what what hath you wrought upon us today? This can't my, be good. I my, we shouldn't my even favorite, let him answer. My favorite thing about the series of questions you've asked is like you go in with just this optimism, and then about three words into your question, you start to slow down. Like you pause. <laughs> you, you you pause like you know you've started something that you can't stop. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, so uh, uh, the item that you, so if you are playing as your seaman and you are in last place, you have the chance to get the item called Predator's Evolutionary Bloodlust. So an important part, uh, an important <laughs> oh part. my God. Uh, an, an important part of evolution as seaman goes to show you is at some point you have to consume those who you're competing against to evolve. And so if you are in last place, this item works somewhat like Baby Mario's Chain Chomp in that it pulls you forward. And if you happen to get far enough where you reach the person in first place, you consume them. You eat them because they <laughs> they are just a small piece of fuel that helps drive your evolutionary fire. So you're saying you're putting an item in your game mm -hmm, yeah. that makes you win yeah. by swallowing other semen you 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 have to consume the competing yeah, semen you, you, okay all right what that's what that's what i said i just i didn't like the way that you phrased it but i that, just wanted to make sure you heard you heard it i heard it i want to make sure you heard it the name is metal and i won't change anything that i said today oh that is really unfortunate andrew andrew round us out here uh yeah so uh Metal Gear Solid Five you're kind of you get like a series of tools at your disposal and you're one hail mary like if all things go to shit and you get found and you're getting shot at you can call for uh, basically call for an airstrike it's kind of like in a uh, um Call of Duty so you call an airstrike and they just it just fucking carpet bombs the whole thing you just kind of get out of there um so this is gonna be our like basically like the lightning bolt you just call in air support and it's just gonna it's just gonna fucking carpet bomb everybody else but because this is mostly a single player campaign their computer players they just they just die <laughs> so you don't you're not you're, so it's like fine. you get this and you're in last place and there's just no racers on the track anymore <laughs> yeah yeah sounds good i uh, like it yeah okay cool all right we got there we finally we finally got there so before I take this back to the execs of big racing games, I need you to give me a closing statement. What is your your last words before you are shoved out of this room and are absolutely never allowed back into it ever again? Kids will buy anything with Minecraft uh, branding on it and punishingly elaborate. <laughs> um, it's, it's important for mine that you actually imagine me being pushed out of the room. Um... <laughs> Run, <laughs> run, don't walk to get your hands on some semen. There it is. Todd, Todd is yelling this as two very <laughs> large bodyguards. Shaking them off. <laughs> it's on his shirt. It's on his very sweaty shirt. Ugh. 
Uh, Matt, I ask you, in what other way could you have a protagonist racing against their future self alongside their two twin brothers and shared biological father and also the older version of their biological father who was presumed dead and also another version of their biological father who was actually a pilot that was reconstructed to, reconstructed to look like their biological father and implanted with the memories of their biological father so that he would believe he was their biological father until the real version told him otherwise? I ask you. I'm pretty sure with the baby characters, you can actually get pretty close in Mario Kart. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have some things to consider. Why don't you guys give some good vibes? Um, Andrew. Yes. Andrew, I, I, liked, <laughs> I liked your... Um, that was a very, very good. Um, I love the museum, the museum to Metal <laughs> Gear you. approach that you went with. Um, I think that game needs to exist just to highlight how utterly insane Metal Gear actually is. Just get, get all, the, all the playing pieces Appreciate in one it. box and, and let what happen, <laughs> yep. happens. Um, Todd, you are, you are a nightmare abomination, and, and I never <laughs> want to do on this podcast again. That feels right. Kyle, I think that you checked all the boxes for Minecraft. What you described could and may, in fact, actually exist on a private server. And if it doesn't, someone could hear this and be like, oh, yeah, we will make a bajillion dollars. Yep. Mm -hmm. we'll, we, will, we will put out some sort of DLC pack, if that's how Minecraft works. I don't know. And we will do this. Andrew, what I like about yours is that after you talked about the skateboarding thing, which I totally forgot about, your game could actually be a mini game with about as much polish yeah. as that Burger King's pocket bike racer <laughs> yeah. that just like that. that just exists in a Metal Gear Solid game that people happen to find. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh Todd, I thought some of the things that you said were kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the highest praise I could ask for today. Uh Kyle, um I there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that yes, your game probably already exists and was <laughs> and came out on the Wii 10 years ago. I, I actually, so right before you said level creator, I was like, man, I really hope he talks about a level creator because I kind of dig that. And I like, and then as you went on, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I would totally play the shit out of that. Like, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, that was, that question two was the driving force behind me picking Minecraft. Um, I think, mm -hmm. I think a level creator racer that is yeah. like, why doesn't that exist? And the first um, company that puts it out will make all the money. So, um, Grand Grand Theft Auto up, Todd. does this. <laughs> that is as close to what we've got. But it's still like we need like not just like a sandbox, like not just mm -hmm. like a playground, yeah. but like a Mario Maker. Like, oh, this was intended to be sure. like racer yeah, yeah, levels. Yeah. yeah, that would be that would be really tight. All right, uh, punishingly cool. intricate. Punishingly <laughs> intricate. Every time you say that, I just think of the Ironwood Kitchenette. In, in <laughs> Kyle is like pressing his face up against the, like the windows of the boardroom, breathing heavily, just muttering, <laughs> breathing on the glass, and then writing punishingly <laughs> intricate in the steam. Oh man. Okay. Well, um, I'll I'll round out with a couple of good vibes. Um, Andrew, thanks for thanks for playing the game today. Somebody needed to answer <laughs> the questions, and I'm glad that you did it. You got it, Kyle. Like I said earlier, the. Uh, the level creator was like my favorite part of the old Hot Wheels games um, that I used to play on floppy disks, and I, I like that a lot. And that rounds out all the good vibes that I have today. So, <laughs> feels, feels right. Todd, yeah. Todd, Todd sucked up a lot of those good vibes. It's like algebra, like a negative and a positive cancel out, and that's what Todd did. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. 
Uh, well, my opinions don't matter. It is only the opinions of these execs that matter. And I have spoken with the execs, and I'm back with their decision, and their decision is as such. Uh, first, they want me to say, Kyle, they really loved your game. Uh, unfortunately, it already exists on 43 servers around the world, and <laughs> they don't want to try and break into that competing market, so they're not going to make your game today. Uh, but they did send you away with a business card and said, call us when you come up with something else. I'm upset. I'm sorry. I will not, I will not be calling them. I'll be taking my great ideas elsewhere. Uh, and that leaves us with <laughs> Metal Gear Solid <laughs> and Seaman. Um, and Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Close race. Uh, and boy, howdy, when I think about being sweaty and alone in my room, those two things put a completely different light on that part of the Venn diagram. Um, but what I will say is that, Todd, your game... Uh, in a strange way is really just the original semen game, but with the opposite POV, like you're, you're still just racing through life as a semen, but instead of being a, a sentient observer, you have become the semen. Um, <laughs> that's it's... actually the tagline, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Andrew, we asked for a racing game and not only did you give us a racing game, you gave us mm -hmm. a story on the level of Super Smash Brothers Brawl Subspace Emissary, but with the yep. haphazard writing of the storyline of Injustice, and it's also kind of twisted metal, and the execs <laughs> like all of those things. So we're going to make your game. Andrew's the winner today. Yes. Um, it definitely wasn't going to be Todd, but Kyle, I put you third <laughs> to build some suspense. Um, Andrew, you win. Congratulations. Hell yeah. It's a hollow victory. I want you to know that. I mean, well, I, I had some stiff competition. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for Debate This. Thanks for listening in. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also, now on Patreon at Debate This Cast. Yeah, yeah Patreon. Yeah. Doing it. Go to visit www.patreon.com slash Debate This Cast for juicy, juicy premium content, TBD. I won't talk about semen there. God, I hope so. Or for enough donations, unless, we will unless you pay us enough. Semen, I guess. Oh man, I a semen flavor text. Oh no. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt, do we want to get into it? We can uh, give a little overview of what listeners can expect to get by subscribing to our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to get into it a little bit. Uh, right now on our Patreon that is actively live, we have three count them three tiers. Andrew, do you have those tiers pulled up? Do you want to talk about specifics? I definitely do have I can vamp by talking more about up. semen. Oh. Nope, I haven't pulled up. That was just me. That was me saying that very slowly. I trust you guys to make this sound really good. All right, so here's how it works. Patreon, subscribe to us on a monthly basis uh, at the $2 level. So tier num numero uno, we're calling that the straw man tier. Um, so at the $2 level, you'll have access to our private Discord channel, um, which, which we've, had, we've had open now for quite some time with just the four of us. Um, Discord's really fun if you don't use it already. Uh, we're actually using it separately as a tool for just a bunch of our friends while we kind of go through this quarantine together. Um, Discord fucking rules. Uh, you can just like, you can get on voice chat while you're playing games. Uh, you can do video calls. Um, I think it's, it's not better than Zoom, but it, it is... Compar comparable to zoom it's zoom adjacent 
but it also has what it's really there for is for um, basically like all of the the general chatting. So kind of like a Slack channel if you use that at work, um, you can go on and you can share sick memes and make fun of Todd and talk about how uh, all his arguments are just perverted excuses. Okay, and uh, you, other you bring things. one, you bring one Gooigi and one Semen Racers game, and like forever you're on a list. Todd, those I are even... some big ones. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> might even call them biggins. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they that's where they got it. Um, now the now the next tier. This is the this is the real meat and potatoes. At for five dollars a month, you will be part of. Say it with me, everybody. Hashtag but thwomp thwomp nation. nation. That was really bad, wow. but everybody heard we didn't even practice it. that. Yeah. Uh, hashtag butthwomp nation. Um, that is our that is our meat and potatoes premium content tier. So four or five dollars a month. You will get access to the. You will unlock the hidden fourth month of content for debate. Fourth this. week, right now. Fourth week. Fourth week. What did fourth I say? Month. The fourth month. month. Yep, fourth week. That's why I have co-hosts. <laughs> uh, so you will have access. You will unlock the hidden fourth week of content. So until this point, you've been getting sweet, sweet debate this content injected in your earballs uh, for three, <laughs> three, <laughs> three weeks out of the month. Now you will get that super awesome fourth month and uh, fourth week. God damn it, fourth week, <laughs> fourth fourth meal. Going to be a new a new a new bit like how Matt hates libraries and doesn't understand the difference between weeks and months. <laughs> yep. Uh, so right now our premium content that's going to come out next week, our first episode, is we are continuing on the Forbagorf and the Office <laughs> Drones D and D campaign. They're back! Yeah. yeah. Which was which was really fun. So this first episode that we did is kind of like an episode zero, basically, uh, where we just went through and introduced everybody's characters, what they were doing before <laughs> before the fall, uh, quote unquote. Uh, <laughs> Capital before, F. Before, yeah, before uh, before the events of the DLC episode that we did a couple months ago. So yeah, so if you want that premium content, that join us at the five dollar tier. We also have kind of like a premium tier. Um, and I should be said that these tiers, we reserve the right to change these tiers down the road based on you know, how much you abuse them. Feedback we get, and yeah, how much, how much, uh, what you know, what our audience uh, participation is. But for right now, we're gonna do this kind of like premium tier, uh, which is technically fifty dollars per month. But I, but I, be, let me be very clear, we do not expect anyone to pay us fifty dollars a month. That is insane. Um, Patreon we'll is, de is designed it, to dip in but... and out. I mean, that's great if you want to do that, sure. Um, but Patreon is also designed, and and like I know this from just from ha being someone who does a lot of Patreons um, or subscribes a lot of Patreons. It's intended to dip in and out. So for the fifty dollar tier, we're gonna call that Master Debater. Eh? Eh? Get it? Great, nice. Grow up, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for the fifty dollar tier, that again you can dip in and out of by by for sure. Um, you can commission your own episode of Flavor Text, which is really cool. Um, we're excited about this one because that means that you can basically tell us to research something and give a three-hour lecture on it. So if you want something akin to the diatribe of Kingdom Hearts or uh, more, re more relevant, more recently what uh, Kyle did with Animorphs, tell us whatever stupid, insane universe you want us to, to talk about, and we'll do it. It doesn't matter if we like it or not. We're not scared. We're a little scared. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for you to put that fear into us. Fear yeah. being the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension. <laughs> yeah, so, like, if you want us to watch, like, all 
13 seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then give a book report on it. We're probably not going to do that, but we will look through the wiki a couple times. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it seem as though we watched all 13 seasons. We'll make you believe yeah. it, for sure. So that's Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash debate this cast. Check it out. Right on, right on. And while you are perusing the internet, feel free to stop by our actual website, debatethiscast.com, where after two years, we finally got our first comment Woo! of someone telling Kyle that he's wrong. Kyle, Kyle got mm, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, please join us again next week because we publish every week now officially. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our nerdy, dumb show that lives in the fourth dimension. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Kyle Punishingly Elaborate Harper. I'm Todd. How can I scream like a man when I'm only a fish, Thomas? <laughs> and I'm Andrew. He was the dude dressed up as another dude, reconfigured to look like a third dude, Henderson. <laughs> and we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. Boy, that got weird. <laughs> Gross. Whose fault was that, Todd? <laughs>